ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Well, I'm excited to be here today. Thursday, today is uh, July 6th, 2023. Honored to be with all of you and uh, bring back special guest, Pastor Elvis Newhart, Elvis Newhart Network, coming to you from Lower Saxony, Germany. How you been since last time, my friend? Oh, man, it's been busy. How <laughs> we've been going forward, uh, getting out of our warm June and into July now and ready to go. We've been had some great messages. Fantastic. You want to open us up in prayer? Absolutely. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, Lord, we discover this broadcast and all the listeners with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, all the equipment, all the connections in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And Father, we just ask you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, just to, Father, I just, Lord, that your light would shine in the darkness, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, we pray the Spirit of Christ over this broadcast. Lord, we break all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, incantations and chants, all witchcraft, all magic, all voodoo, and just every blocking and delaying spirit in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And Father, we pray that you would open our understanding so that we could understand and apply the scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I say amen to that. Brother Elvis, the mic is yours. Take it away. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks again for having me, Shannon, here. Here we are on a Thursday and actually 10 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. So good morning, America. Hopefully you've been up for a little while. Want to uh, uh, greet all the listeners that have tuned in. Uh, we sent this. We sent notifications about this too. So 10 in the morning. This is a real blessing. So not so early for some people. But uh, Shannon, we've been really having uh, some good church here. Uh, I just finished a 13-part message on the devil and Karen Kingston. And we really got into it in detail. wasn't just a story time. It was a learning time. And uh, it was really great. And it's amazing to see back there in the book. These were people play, uh, pr- praying some pretty big league deliverance 50 years ago. Now, a lot of people could say, well, that's 50 years ago. Oh, fall asleep. Oh, no, there is so much to learn from that. You learn how, how the evil spirits are layered layered upon layer, which answers the question. Some people go, well, why does deliverance take so long? I just want a deliverance from this one little spirit here. And it just, it exposes the whole, I'll say it this way, it exposes the whole kabit and caboodle. Uh, for those who don't uh, who don't understand what that is, it exposes everything. So we had a really great time. Uh, we went through the book. We did deliverance and had lots of good uh, learning moments and application moments. Uh, we're not just preaching. We're also screeching. And, uh, yeah, praise the Lord. We also do it, and we're being doers of the word. So praise the Lord. But And so this last Sunday – uh, one part is kind of had a two-part message on that one, and the first one was we talked about you know I, it was can it be that easy? We talked about healing, and we talked about praying in the spirit. And then on the next part, uh, we talked a lot about we we went over uh, communism, the ten planks of communism. Uh, Karl Marx was living in London when he wrote all that, but uh, you don't really hear a lot. Uh, they were held back in London, and everybody was going, hey, Carl, Carl, what's going on? We're doing all this. We, we need this great, glorious communism to sweep into England with violent revolution. What's going on? Uh, you know, what's blocking this? And Spurgeon a- 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 and Marx answered one word, and he said Spurgeon, as in Charles Spurgeon and the Christians and what he was preaching and the word of God. And uh, we were pointing out there, it's like, hey, people, the one thing that's really been able to hold back, you know, that held back uh, a, a lot of a lot of communism and everything was Christianity. And we were showing, and we, we just showed that everywhere where, where Marxism and Leninism and communism and socialism and humanism, where all the isms have flowed, uh, you know, for a while, for a while, it was, uh, you know, it, 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 just how this spirit, the spirit of Antichrist instead of Christ, really goes in and comes against the churches, and uh, really just how it battles against it. And even though they tried really hard in Russia and China and all these other places in the world uh, to eliminate Christianity, well, look at it, look what's what's going on today. 
just just this last week, just a few days ago, uh, the Chinese government was having to crack down on Christianity again in communist China. And here's the big question to that. Hey, if all this religious gobbledygook is a bunch of fake, and if all this religious gobbledygook is, uh, you know, it's not true, God doesn't exist, what's all this garbage about, you know, then why do the communists always crack down on these people and kill these people? And that's how it's been, people, since the since the beginning of the Bible, since they since they wrote the Book of James. So praise the Lord. But you know what? The enemy the enemy comes in like a flood. God raises his standard against them. And so that, but that's a really good one because we talk about uh, we talk about the ten planks of of uh, of uh, Marxism, communism, and people people. The world is in control. The American government. Uh, government of England, Europe, all around there too. They are in. They are in a vice-like control from the spirit of communists, and these people are doing their best to advance Marxism, globalism, Marxism. Okay, globalism has used communism uh, as a vehicle to bring their globalist plans. Now, if you're wondering about that, I, I encourage you to go ahead and go look up the. We're not going to go over it today, but we did that all on Sunday. You can see that on the Elvis Newhart Network. But if you go down all the things of communism, it's like, hey, well, tax everybody with a high income tax. Put all the kids in a put all the kids in a public school so we can, you know, brainwash them. Uh, but the, another big one was, if you're wondering about this whole quote unquote immigration thing, or the southern border of the United States, or everything that's flowing into Europe, everything that's flowing into Australia, everything that still has a semblance of the West. Uh, that's point number nine is where they're doing the – hold on, listen to the word – the equitable. Remember, we're hearing a lot about equity now, not not the equal. They want an equitable distribution of people, okay? And so they think what they uh, – part of the plan is, well, we're just going to do an equitable distribution from the Middle East and, a, uh, Middle East and Africa, and we're going to pour all these people – uh, into Europe, and we're going to call it equity and equitable and diversity. See, those are those are words brought up by witchcraft psychologists to hypnotize everybody to think that it's a good thing. But the real reason for that is to tear down the West. Okay, and cap and they call it capitalism. The Marxists—they're so dumb they can't even—they don't even realize that they're not going against capitalism. What they uh, what they're using is cronyism. And what they did, and what they did with that is they convinced the poor that they are victims. You are a victim, okay? And it's it's victim, it's envy, it's jealousy, uh, all that. And so that's where that comes from. But that's the immigration is is to flood in these countries, uh, to collapse these countries, to bankrupt these countries uh, through all the people. And what is really sad is it's like, well, let's get mad at all the immigrants. Let's get mad at all these people. They are, at, at, at best, they are useful idiots, and at worst, you know, these are poor people where the globalists have went in, destroyed their countries, right, destroyed their countries, and then uh, basically lied to the people and said, hey, there's hope up north, go up there. So that's the plan there. But go ahead, if you get a chance, go ahead and uh, search that on the Internet, the 10 planks of Marxism. Your eyes will get open. And we also went over the Saul Alinsky plan of how do you set up a socialist state. You attack religion. Is that happening today? You, you, you're right it is, right? They attack the police. What they want to do is destroy the current police force and everything, defund the police, and then come back with their own version of police that, uh, yeah, if you don't believe like they do, they come and they get you. Mm. So I don't want to get too deep into that. It's a fascinating topic. We preached that last Sunday on the Elvis Newhart Network. Uh, so, But that was that part there. Uh, you know, for, for there. So watch all that. But the real encouraging part is just to the point when you're about to get hopeless, you find out that the biggest enemy of the, of the ideology, some places call it the idiotology, the ideology of this Marxism and everything, it was stopped in its tracks by Christians. It could not advance forward where there was a strong, true Christian base. Hey, there were, you know, Russia itself, sure, they had they had the Orthodox, they had the Orthodox Christians and everything. But what happened there is the communist government came in 
and they just basically pulled the rug out from underneath and they cut off all their federal funding and everything. That's why churches should not be federally funded, hint, hint. Okay, and they, they, they pulled all that away. You do realize that China was full of Christians, full of missionaries, like Jonathan Goforth, Hudson Taylor, John and Betty Stamm, um, a lot of them. Um, not Oswald Chambers, what's his name? He wrote the foreword for uh, The War on the Saints. Anyway, uh, for, yeah, for The War on the Saints. But anyway, but so there were all these great, there were moves of Christianity over there before the communist revolution. And the first thing the communists came and did, take away the food. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar today? They take away the food. Right. And then they go and they went and they started hunting down the Christians and the Christian missionaries. And uh, a lot of people died at that time. So just letting you know, they don't have good things in plan for you. So anyway, but the, the interesting thing is, is that the harder they try to wipe everything out, God always leaves a remnant or a residue. For example, I had relatives uh, in Russia after the Iron Curtain came down and everything. Uh, right after the Russian Revolution, a bunch of my family was kicked out of Russia because they were there as Germans uh, teaching teaching people how to farm. And uh, But then again, the ones that didn't get out, they went and they founded a church that lasted 54, uh, 54 years underground. And I met those people. Wow. So anyway, but so that's what it is. It is, it is a true spirit of anti-Christ instead of Christ. And so that's why you see all these people – Remember when Obama said those bitter clingers, they, they cling to their Bible and they cling to their guns. You darn right we do. And if that's what a bitter clinger has to be, then I'm raising my hand and saying I'm a bitter clinger. Because it's, it, it's the fact that the people have guns still and the people still have Bibles and they still have food. But watch out for that one. Notice what they're doing to the food people. Uh, yeah, they, they can't go forward with their great utopia. Long story short, I'm going to end that point on one thing. Uh, the wave of, glo uh, of globalist Marxism or Marxism and, uh, Marxism and everything has killed a minimum of 150 million people in the great march forward for all that. So, Okay, so let's move on because there's great things here too. Now, the first part of um, – uh, help me. The first part of, of Sunday's message was uh, can it be that easy? And there's a lot of healing. There's been a lot of people calling in, uh, calling, writing in with healings and the need for healing. And uh, we've got some people in the church here, too, that need some healing. And we've been praying. We've been asking God for discernment and this and that. And, you know, there's people that, you know, they're on special diets for this or they're in, in this complicated plan. But then we came across Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And if you want to turn there, uh, it, it's something really excellent. It's one Bible verse that will change your life, change a lot of things. Uh, it says, likewise, and the thing, the thing I was telling people, too, slow down. You know, especially with all these Bible verses that you think you know, all these Bible verses that you think you know and got memorized, you know, la, 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 What did you learn from that? La, 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 It's like, okay, we're missing something. Now watch this with Romans chapter 8, verse 26. We slow it down. Number one, point one. And you know what? You see it's meant to be read this way because those two little funny dots, it's called a colon. Okay, number one, it says, likewise... The Spirit also helps our infirmities. He helps our weaknesses, our sicknesses, our disease. When you go back in the Greek and you look up that word, there are so many things. There are so many things the Spirit helps us with. We're going to laser focus today on healing because it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Now, I know we're doing a lot of things. You know, some treatments take longer than the others. You know, some people want to heal it the natural way. Some people want to heal it the food way, and it takes forever. But we have a spirit also helps our infirmities. Now, look at this. It goes down. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. As we ought. Now, what happens is what's great about praying in tongues and praying in the spirit, or there's times we go through situations or we have things going on inside of our life, and we don't even know how to pray. Have you ever been in a big shock thing, accident, injury, death, destruction, bad news? You get so overwhelmed by the media, 
Okay, you get so overwhelmed by the politicians or po- policies, right? Okay, it says, we don't know what we should pray for. Well, if you don't know what we should pray for, the very next line says, the Spirit itself makes intercession for us. Well, hello, and that's in praying in tongues. And so, and the thing is this, is that when we do not know what to pray, pray in tongues. That's what we teach people. That's what we practice. That's what we do. You know, if there's something there, and, and really, because the enemy likes to come in like a flood, shock us, do whatever, and we're like, we're like uh, 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 and our brain goes into that fight or flight mode. Uh, the amygdala fires up, the re- and when the amygdala fires up in the brain, we've learned that too. We talk about the brain. Okay, when the amygdala fires up, it shuts down the areas around it too. And all of a sudden, all your memory recall, all those Bible verses from Sunday school, all that, that goes out the window. But you can always pray in tongues. I did this. I remember the first time I was in deliverance floor, we had six guys laying on top of this one guy who was throwing us off. And it was uh, it, right. It was the first time I'm, I'm laying there on the floor with all these other guys. And I look at one of the guys, too. And I go, what do I do? And he goes, he just simply goes, pray in tongues. And I'm like, OK. And instantly my tongues came back and I got I, I received my, my uh, speaking in tongues back around when I was like 11 or 12 years old. I think around 11 years old, actually. Hadn't spoken tongues this time, hadn't spoken tongues about eight years, and it came right back. And I started praying in tongues, and yeah, the uh, the enemy heard that and yeah, did horrible things to me after that. So anyway, but now look at this. The Spirit helps our infirmities. Do you have something going on right now, an infirmity or sickness? You don't know what to do. You're doing yourself. Hey, even when you are sick, you don't have to know everything, people. It's like, oh, man, why do I have this sinus infection forever? Why am I having this thing, thing in my stomach forever? What? Da, 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 da. Okay, it's like pray in tongues. Now, people, short little testimony again, Short, uh, more reality here, more witness to the truth of God's word here is when I had my, my big major surgery on my foot about a year ago, um, I would be, number one, people were praying for me. Those of you out there that did pray for me, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, and uh, and so, you know, hey, the church was praying, and by the way, all the top universities in the world, they've proved that uh, when people are being prayed for, even if the people aren't there, but when they know that they're being prayed for, healing goes faster. And they proved that scientifically, but we don't need that because that's what God tells us. And so I had the church praying for me, everything else. And uh, but I also at times when they took my bandage off the first time and showed me the wound, I about passed out and I just started praying in tongues and I didn't care if there was a doctor or nurses there or what. And to make a long story very short, they could not believe the speed at which my foot was healing. This was major surgery, people, my Lord. And they could not believe how fast everything was healing. My foot healed so fast that um, they had two more surgeries planned for my foot, but they were canceled. They had a skin graft where they were going to shave skin off my upper leg and put it down on my foot and everything, right? And so we all started praying. I, I would just pray in my tongues. Many times a day as I laid there in the hospital, I prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues. And to make a long story short, we didn't even get to the skin graft part because brand new skin, like a baby skin, started growing rapidly over my foot. And the only thing you can really see anymore with that is, you know, like if my foot swells or if I use my foot wrong or whatever, there'll be a thin red line there, thin red line, but even that disappears most of the time. And the only thing you can tell that I had an operation there is this this whole patch of brand new baby skin that's down there and completely different and so praise the lord but but so it went so fast and that was the healing so this is going to be the first mini part of first mini part of the message today is you know what if you've got something pray in tongues you've got a chronic disease they say you're never going to get rid of again you start praying in tongues diabetes Anything with disease, brain disease, liver disease, heart disease, you know, anything with a disease anymore, if you've got something that's not moving or if you have any condition at all or, heck, even if you have a cold today, right, you know, the cold that can't be cured, start praying in tongues. It says right here in Romans 20, can it be that simple? Why do we need to make it complicated? Can it be that simple? The Spirit helps our infirmities. 
hey, if you don't know what you should you should pray for, you know what? The Holy Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That's like with sounds and prayers and everything that uh, cannot cannot be understood. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory be the name of the Lord. So I did that little part right there. Okay. So start praying in tongues over your over your stuff. You know, you can say, you know what. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I, I pray over, let's just pick one, uh, diabetes. That's another one. They said, well, you're going to have this the rest of your life. It's going to kill you. All your body parts are going to fall off. And, and just rebuke it. Rebuke it and start praying in tongues. Okay? And you know what? Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I know there are people out there that truly, deeply desire to pray in tongues in Jesus' name, Lord. And so, Father, I loose the angels to cut away all, all the bondage, Lord, to free our tongues in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And we just lay hands on them that they would receive the Holy Spirit and start praying in tongues right now in Jesus' name. Don't listen to the excuses of the demons. I can't understand it. That's what it says in Romans 8:26. Right? It says that there. You're not it, it's another language. It's another language. Let it come up and let it come out and people I have been all over the world. I have heard countless languages. When I was in India and I came back, when I was in the Philippines and came back, I always preached to people, don't think your tongues sound funny because you haven't heard all the religions. You haven't heard religions, sorry. You haven't heard all the languages of the world. Oh yeah. You realize that there are some people in the world somewhere, somehow praying. They start praying in tongues, and they speak English, and they don't have a clue. They don't got a clue what's going on, but they, yeah, speak English. So I really want to encourage you that. You know what? And even if there's nobody around to lay hands on you, this, this is gift of God. Uh, they shall speak in new tongues, the Bible says, and just say, Lord, can you just stir up my tongues? And people, let it come out. Just let it come out. Start speaking a little bit, start making a few of those noises or whatever, and just let it flow and let it go in Jesus' name. Okay? Praise the Lord. Now, what we, so we talked about the Spirit. We talked about, uh, we talked about communism, Marxism. That was Sunday, if you can do that. And, and it's so good. People, uh, you cannot believe the, the, the coming back where people were, had, had so much hope came back into them. Hope and peace came back into them. Because they're like, wow, all I see is this big Klaus Schwab monster out there now and, and, and the WEF and all this other stuff that's going on. And I feel weak and helpless and whatever. <coughs> and so – and it's like, no, don't, don't feel that way. But, but, uh, uh, but the thing is this is that I felt that way, but I heard this and we prayed and that was, something really came off of me. I even got prayer on Sunday. Uh, the folks were praying for me on Sunday. I, I get prayer every week. That's what we do. Uh, that's how that's how we roll here. Uh, you pray for you pray for your uh, somebody praying for you, and then and then they turn around and pray for you. It's a simple plan, isn't it, folks? So praise the Lord. Now on Tuesdays with Elvis, every Tuesday night, uh, eight o'clock our time. I believe that is a, is two in the afternoon East Coast time on Tuesdays, folks. What happens is is uh, uh, there was another one that the Lord just showed me in, in, that, in that time there, and I uh, g- gave a message called uh, uh, Light as a Weapon of Our Warfare. Now, let's go forward, and, and for the rest of my time here today and for the broadcast, let's look at, let's look at light here. And I'm going to give uh, – I'm going to add more stuff that people on Tuesday didn't even get. So we're having like a world premiere right here on the Omega, uh, OmegaManRadio.com. And so that's why you got to listen to every program. So anyway, but let's look at this here too. Let's go and let's talk about light really quick. And God said right right away in, in the book of Genesis, way up there, right in the beginning, it says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Now watch this next part here. It says, and God divided the light from the darkness. And people, we're just not talking about any old light here, any old darkness. We are talking utter darkness, okay? And, you know, not like, well, okay, I, I shut the light off in my room and, not, and now I'm in darkness. Hey, that can be dark enough. But there are other types of darkness. And you see, look at this here. God said, let there be light. There was light. And God divided the light from the darkness. So you see right there that God was already making a separation between light and darkness. And 
if you if you want to really go into it, I can't go into it now. But if you really want to see the plan of salvation and what God did, okay, and there are so many Bible verses on the light, but let, let's go forward. Now, he did that, I believe, on the first day, right? He says, let there be light, and there was light, and God divided it. Now, here's an interesting question. How could there be light on the first day of creation if the sun was not created yet? The sun, the moon, and the stars, they were not created at that point but there was light. So you see that we it's like, whoa. So there's light that comes from the sun, the stars, and the moon, right? And then the thing is, is like, wait a minute. But in the beginning, he says, let there be light. So anyway, how could there be light on the first day of creation if the sun was not created? It was not cre- the sun, the moon, and the stars were not created uh, until the fourth day. And they were used to, you know, put light on, uh, to give light to the earth, light during the day, light during night, to be used as times, you know, the first clock or whatever. And so let's go forward here. But now, God created the sun, the moon, and the stars on the fourth day of creation. Now, this is Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. And God said, let there be lights, okay, in the, ex- in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. Okay, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and year. Okay, so look at this. That that's the first ever clock, and so that's where time time came from. That it wasn't somebody down on the earth going, okay, let's divide everything up into sixty seconds and go from there. These were the first timekeepers. If you notice, all the Jewish feasts are on are on like a full moon. Okay, so anyway, look at this. It's, and let them be lights. Uh, let them be lights in the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser night to govern the night. And he also made the stars. Now, this is another one of my favorite topics. I'm, sadly, i got to go on from this one here too. But isn't that interesting? In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And it had nothing to do with the sun, the moon, the stars. And you're wondering, it's like, well, where does that light come from? This is answered, this is answered at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation when people come to heaven, right? And when we get to heaven, there's going to be no sun, there's going to be no moon, there's going to be nothing that, that, that brings out light, but everything is going to be covered in light. And that's where you see it, and that light comes from God and the throne and everything. I've really got to tear myself away from this topic. But so there you go. And so that, that's a separation. It's like there's the same separation between that God's light and utter darkness. By the way, uh, when God brought darkness over, uh, over Egypt as one of the ten plagues, those people, they sat there for three days in complete darkness. It says they did not even rise from their place. They didn't even get up. And and then you go, well, geez, why didn't they just light a candle? They couldn't. They couldn't. That's the type of darkness we're talking about. And I promise you, people were freaking. Okay? And so it, it's that darkness. And, hey, there's all been times we've been in places that are so dark, you can almost feel the darkness. Well, anyway, when God's judgment came down, there was no light for three days. However... The Israelites, God's people, they did have they had, they had light in their houses. They could light a lamp. They could light some oil. But how about a darkness so heavy put on there as a plague from God that th- those folks couldn't they couldn't light a candle, a fire, a torch, or whatnot? So anyway, got to tear myself away from that. I, I mean, incredible, isn't it? It's really incredible about light. Now. I throw this in here too, a little comment that I had in my notes. Why wish upon a star when you can pray to the one who created? You know, I know Disney said when you wish upon a star makes no difference where you are. Yes, it does. Okay, it does. And why make a wish upon a star when you can pray to the one who created it? Doesn't that make sense? Let's move on. Here we go. Little little thought-provoking uh, stuff like that in there. Now, in Psalms 43, verse 3, now, light is an incredible thing. Light is a weapon of our warfare. And I, I, I praise God. I praise my Father God in heaven, Jesus Christ, uh, and, and Jesus Christ, okay, because the more complicated and the more overwhelming 
the world seems to get the simpler the solution that God uh, that God provides to us, and that's how it's going to get people. The devil's going to come up with all these complicated things, and then he's going to tell his people, you know what, just pray for the light. Now, Psalm 43, uh, verse 3 says, O send out thy light and thy truth, and let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Now, one thing about the light here, too, and there are so many things. I believe there were rough, when I looked really quick, there were 292 separate times where light is mentioned in the entire Bible. So we're not going to get them all to them all today. I am not going to read all 292 uh, Bible verses today. You're welcome, Shannon. And uh, so we're not going to do that, right? But uh, let's just cover some of the components that light does. Number one, oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. When you need direction in life, when you're you're looking for confirmation, when you're looking for affirmation from God, it's like, Lord, Lord, uh, and you, look how we say this in English. Boy, I'm really in the dark about that. Or so-and-so kept me in the dark about that. Right, and uh, or or we say, look, oh well, then the light bulb came on, and I understood. You're seeing it there. Here you go. But you can ask the Lord to send out light and truth to guide your path. It says, let them lead me, Lord. I need your light and your truth on this here too, Lord. I've got to make decisions. I need discernment. I need confirmation, Lord. But Lord, if you could send, you know, the path before me is very dark, Lord. Could you send out your light and your truth and let them lead me? So it helps us. It it, it helps us with our walk with God. Uh, it helps us with with, with uh, direction and discernment. There you go. Now that is really good too. Now I'm going to do a little spoil a little spoiler thing here. A little bit of thing in the in the beginning. You another great prayer, and we pray this a lot of sending out your light, sending out your, uh, of God sending his light and truth. Hey, you know what? We always pray for truth and revelation. You know, we pray for truth. We pray for revelation, everything, even even on the works of darkness. Okay, we pray this over governments. We pray we pray this over, the, we pray, we, we loose the truth and the light on the media, on health care, on, just, just list it right out there too. The, the WEF, we, light and truth and every hidden work of darkness where they're trying to bring us into bondage, light and thy truth. And you know what? This is interesting because part of the fruits of this prayer is where you see the whistleblowers. Um, you th- see things getting discovered. You know, uh, The wicked people try to hide stuff and they get discovered. And uh, it, it's, it's great. Send out thy light and thy truth. Okay, This is another reason why globalism, Marxism, why they hate uh, Christianity, they hate the light, they hate the truth because it exposes them, okay, and it shuts them down. Now, it's like, wow, those are bold statements, Elvis. It's already been said in the Bible, people, of that's what it does. Let's go forward. Uh, that's another one. For, uh, in Psalm 36, verse 9, it says, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. Okay, I just had that one in there. I want to go forward. I, I can't re- totally repeat the message that we had on Sunday, but here we go. Now, big thing here too. Look at the now. Notice this too. Woe unto them! Right. So we pray this right now as we bring uh, as we read this Bible verse. We're just praying the Bible. Here we go. Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil. And people, we see that today. Okay, the next one, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. Okay, we see that today. But there it is. Notice there, there's a division here, just like in the beginning that we read, where God, he, he divided light and darkness. But there, you know, there are people that put darkness for light. And get this, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now, there's a whole thing. You can meditate on that. I encourage you, pray that. But it says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And people, that is happening big time, especially in America because we get the news there all the time. Hey, Europe, wherever, Asia, Africa, South America, it's happening. It's even happening in Canada, if you can believe it, right? And uh, they said that they call evil good and good evil. My Naguta. Just look at what they're doing with the school systems now, people, and I have to I have to run away from these topics here. I'd love to speak forever on this, but 
you know, I think you get the picture, you see it. But all this stuff that is covering you with a dark, heavy blanket, we call it the heavy gray blanket. Okay, there is light in Jesus' name, and you can come against that. Let's go forward. Even more Bible. This is really great. You know, I was joking on uh, on Tuesday. I said, hey, if you're thinking about getting a tattoo on your forehead, get this one. Uh, but just let's just read this one here. And no, don't get the tattoo, okay? Here it is, Isaiah 42, verse 16. I will lead the blind by a way they did not know. I will guide them on unfamiliar paths. I will turn darkness into light before them and rough places into level ground. These things I will do for them, and I will not forsake them. I gave a whole message on I will, I shall, all those things we we don't even look at in the Bible, but I will, okay? This is Jesus talking talking in the Old Testament there, okay? It says, you know what? I will, which means I am going to. If you could read this in the Hebrew or just how it's translated, the, the, the words they use here are like, it's like a battering ram. It means I am going to do it. I, you know, it's not I might lead the blind. But you know what? Are you blind in a way? Are you totally cut off? And this is what I was saying too. Are you blind? You blind in a way, you know? God, I need you to lead you by this way that I don't know. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Lord, I am just, I'm at a loss on this one. Lord, can you lead me by the blind? God says, and God says, I will. Okay, Lord, I'm in new territory here. I don't know what I'm doing. This new challenge came up in my life. I will guide them on unfamiliar paths. Okay, everybody out there in school, parents, kids, whatever, right? And you're going through your education and everything. Lord, I need you to guide me on unfamiliar paths, how to do things. I will turn darkness into light before them. Boy, we prayed that one. We prayed this verse several times, right? I will turn darkness into light before them. And you know what? This world is in a lot of darkness. I mean, right now with what what are facing now. But the thing is, it's been in darkness. Hey, this world was incomplete in a lot of darkness when Jesus got here, okay? 2023 years ago and even before that time but what happened i will turn i will turn darkness into light before them and we pray that father in jesus name and we pray hosanna hosanna and help us lord in jesus name the meaning of the word hosanna lord save us lord save us here we go there you go and rough places are any of you in rough places out there right now and i will right and rough places into level ground Wow, uh, so a lot of you may know may, uh, may know the, the the song that says uh, God will make a way where there seems to be no way, right? By a roadway in the wilderness, I will lead you, right? And water in the desert, you will see. Anyway, praise the Lord. God, this is such a great one, boy. This is one to have on your fridge. Uh, this is a, a great verse to have in your bathroom on the mirror. This is a great verse to have uh, highlighted in your Bible, people, right? And look at this last one. I I I, I can't. I, I got. And I will not forsake them. Mm-hmm. And I will not forsake them. And I will not forsake them. All that fear of abandonment from God. Get up and out now in Jesus' name. God's angry. God hates me. Up and out now in Jesus' name. I will not forsake them. He might correct us. He'll put us back on the on on the on the path marked right. But I will not forsake them. I'd have to preach that message again on how powerful that is all the time in the entire Bible, front to back, where it says, I will. Okay, I will. It's settled. I am going to do this. Okay, let's move on. I just, boy, this is incredible. Now, one of my first Bible verses that I ever had, I was I was gifted a, in my, my uh, first King James Bible way back when, 30 years ago. And in the front of the Bible, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. And I just stand here and give witness and testimony of, yes, it, yes, it has been. And there's times where it's been a lamp to my feet, light to my path. There have been times where God said, oh, Elvis, you're in a little bit of darkness here. Here's a flashlight, and I didn't even turn the flashlight on. Okay? You can learn a lot, you can learn a lot from a dummy, people. God gives you a flashlight, use that thing. But it is. God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. And when God gives us light. Now, let's move on. This is awesome. Who's this talking about? This is the Old Testament. Jesus, okay, Jesus quoting in the New Testament what was said in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. 
This is Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Wow. And upon those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. We're talking Jesus there, people, and everything that's about Jesus, front to back, up to down, everything. Those people were in utter darkness at that time. Okay? Right? And the great light came. But you know what? Praise God. And I I just thought about this one, too. Some of the other Bible verses we may touch on if we get some time here. But what a great thing. If If you're praying for someone to get saved... If you have unsaved spouse, children, family member, friends, coworkers, people that you love, whatnot, and you're praying for their salvation, hey, loose the light of the Lord. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we, we ask that your light would come down and around these people in Jesus' mighty name. We loose a spirit of salvation on them, a spirit of adoption in Jesus' name, that spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to have things out there where you're going to use all the words you have to witness to people, but it is a spiritual battle, folks. It is a spiritual battles. Hosea chapter 5, I believe, verse 4. Is it Hosea 5 8? Uh, Hosea 5 8. And it says, The people, they won't come to the Lord because the spirit of whoredoms is in them. And you're using your whole alpha course and beta course and whatever course and, 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 and whatever for Jesus course, and you're wondering why it's not getting through. It's because there's a spirit of whoredoms there. And I tell you what. You just keep loosening the light of the Lord upon them and lose salvation and all that and bind up all anti-salvation spirits in Jesus' name and see, see what happens. But really, come after the spirit of whoredoms. And, and, I, and I want to include that just really quick here, too. I say that for everybody who has street ministries or out there preaching, bind up the spirit of whoredoms in the area where you are witnessing and watch the difference. Let's go forward. Because when whoredom's rules there, people, not a lot's going to get done. Here we go. Let's move on. Just because you don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. And you know what? You start praying for God's life. You start praying in the Spirit. And that's when your Red Seas start, start to part. That's when your Jordan Rivers start to part. And you walk across on and you walk across on, on dry ground. So praise the Lord. Let's go forward, right? Those rough places. Here we go. Now, Jesus came. We accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. Praise God. According to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you're the light of the world. Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm the light of the world. This little light of mine, I'm, uh, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. Not going to let Satan it out? I'm going to let it shine. That's how that song goes, right? Praise God. We're the light of the world. Isn't that incredible? We have nothing to do with the moon and the stars with light or whatever, but we are the light of the world. And if you remember, in the beginning, uh, in, in the beginning, it said God separated the darkness from the light. Now, here it says, and in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness. People you shine in the darkness, but let's finish the sentence on John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And the darkness has not overcome it. That should really, that should really encourage you. Darkness cannot overcome light. If you walk into the darkest, darkest, biggest, darkest room, and you take the smallest match in your hand and you light that match, boy, that, that match lights up things. The darkness can't hold it back. You ever notice that darkness can't hold light back? Really? I mean, Shannon's never been standing there with a candle singing away, and then here comes Elvis with a bucket of darkness, and he's going to throw that over him. No, that candle, that candle is, is still bright there, okay? But now, and if you read that word overcome, right, the darkness has not overcome it, the darkness has not defeated it, and here's another thing, here, here's another thing people, it, uh, in many other translations it says the darkness, uh, uh, oh boy, not overcome, defeated, Oh, and the darkness did not understand it. Yes, and a lot of those people we're going to witness to, pray for, whatever, they're not going to understand. Those that are still wrapped up in darkness, those that still have that darkness wrapped uh, wrapped around their head, they're not going to understand it. So that's why, people, we loose the light. 
Okay, that's why we loose the light. Now, let's go forward here. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Yeah, are you feeling a little bit rejected, unwanted, unloved sometimes? You wonder why you go out there? You want, you, want, you want to be a witness and testimony for Jesus. Praise God. You keep doing that, but I just want to let you know, men love darkness rather than light. Why? Hosea chapter 5, verse 8. For, because the spirit of whoredoms is, uh, is in them, they don't even consider this stuff. And why do they love darkness? Because their deeds were evil. People, they hate the light. One reason we need to be loosing truth, one reason we need to keep loosing angels and have the angels drop little light bombs over the governments, the media, the banking, uh, big pharma, all that other stuff like that, you know, they hate it. They hate it because it exposes, they don't understand it, they know they can't overcome it. Why all of a sudden did, did, was one of the big communist uh, planks or whatever get rid of religion? Saul Alinsky in Rules for Radicals, get rid of God. Uh, get get rid of God, get rid of religion. Religion. Why? It's light. And they want to spread darkness, people. Stand up and fight. Cheer for Jesus. Now, look at this here, too. John chapter 3, verse 20. Everyone who does evil hates the light. Let me, re- let me retranslate it a little bit. Everyone who does evil is going to hate you. You wonder why there's resistance. You wonder why the, you know, hey, witches rise up and they want they want to curse churches or curse people or heck, curse you uh, for being part of light. Evil hates the light. Why? I have not seen a darkness yet that could hold back uh, hold back the light of a candle. The only one that could could is it could is when God sent darkness as a judgment to Egypt. How would you like that? You you go to light a match or light a candle back at that time. And it doesn't work. You could set your house on fire and it would still be dark. But let's go. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Mm-hmm. Fear of embarrassment. What do narcissistic psychopaths hate the most? They hate being exposed. I don't even have to explain this because you see it every day on the news. We're saying we're seeing this all the time with the leadership that's over us, everything they do. Okay, everything with the everything with the hoo-ha, the my Sharona that went around earlier, you know, when they wanted everybody to take the orange juice and everything, right? Now the light's starting to come out and when the light comes on, the cockroaches all start to run. And you've been seeing the cockroaches running. Loose more light, more truth. We lose more truth and more light into that situation in Jesus' mighty name. And you would be amazed just by you uh, loosing the truth and the light. Man, the whistleblowers that come out or these little things that they tried their hardest to do, all of a sudden they're exposed. Okay, the Bible also said there's nothing hidden that shall not be exposed. Let me give you a quick example, right? Now, we're talking about Saul of Tarsus here out there uh, persecuting Christians and everything else like that. So here he goes. And in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 and 4, and it said with with Saul of Tarsus, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around him a light from heaven. When you pray, people, this is what happens. When you start loosing the light, the truth, the light of God on all these dark places, all the capital cities of the world, I've, I've prayed that one, all the corporate headquarters, all, all the Bank of International Settlements, all the big banks, all, all the stuff, all, all, all the people that are, that, that are running the war in the Ukraine, so it's a big cash machine and everything. We just loose light on them in Jesus' name, loose angels to drop light, drop light bombs on them in Jesus' mighty name, and let nothing be, uh, be hidden that should uh, be hidden. Expose it. Well, look what happened to Saul of Tarsus. He, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was the top Christian hunter, uh, everything else like that, and suddenly there shined around him a light from heaven. How powerful was that light? And he fell, he fell to the earth. Okay, and that wasn't some blessing from God. God knocked him off his high white horse, or whatever that color that horse was, knocked him off his horse, and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
And let me show you let me show you Saul of Tarsus, Pharisee of the Pharisees, how far he was from God. And he he goes, Well, who are you, Lord? And, and then Jesus said, I'm Jesus who you're persecuting right now. I just dropped some of my light down and you and everything in you, you got you fell to the earth. And I'm not talking about falling down and wiggling around, everything else like that. Okay, this is the one. This is this was light fell on a bad person. Light fell on a bad person. And then he went blind for three days and got a little darkness. Let's go let's go forward. Let me see what I got here for us today. Now, I want to show something else here too on light. You want to talk about deliverance. In Acts chapter 12, verse 7, uh, Peter was in prison. And all of a sudden, an, number one, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Number two, a light shone in the cell. And the angel struck Peter on the side and said, and woke him up saying, come on, get up quickly. We're getting out of here. Okay, so look what happened when, 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 when the bondage breaker sent down an angel and a light shone in the cell. That set Peter free. Same thing happened to Paul and Silas. There was a light that came, that came to them. At it says, to open their eyes, whoops, to You're open their eye, whoops, it you're okay. We're doing good? Yes, sir. They're just uh, one second. Awesome. Keep going. Thank you, Shannon. Okay, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. Okay? What's this darkness of light? Look at this. Turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Okay, now look at this here, too. Why? It's like the whole Jesus thing right here. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them who are sanctified by faith that is in me, said Jesus. Okay? But why did Jesus come? People, light is a weapon of our warfare. We need to keep praying the light. If you're beat down, if this, if things are so, so big for you, you know what? Number one, just start praying in tongues if you start getting overwhelmed. Okay? Just start praying in tongues. Let the Holy Spirit take over. Right? But now look at this. And we pray this. Lord, turn the people from darkness to light. Father, we break the bondage of darkness. Notice when there was darkness. In every case where there's darkness like this, the wicked were paralyzed. In, uh, in Egypt, they sat there for three days and did not rise up out of their places. Okay? Let them have the darkness. We, we lose the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And people, the enemy and the wicked, they hate it. They hate it. And if they hate it, it's all the more to do it. Now, let's look at this really quick, right? Romans thirteen twelve: the night's far spent, the day's at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Hmm, there it is again. And what? And let's put on the armor of light. We put on the armor of light, people, because you are children of the light. Man, in the spiritual world, when you're walking around, you, got, you guys are so bright. And you know what happens when, when you walk around with a really bright light in the darkness? Yeah, it, it, will, it will attract bugs. You're going to feel that big old creature come plop, hit you in the forehead or something like that. Won't knock you down. But there you go. Let us put on the armor of light. And lo- notice, this is out of Romans 13.12. It's, uh, uh, it's out of Romans 13.12. And then they talk about it again in Ephesians 6. Wow, the armor of light. By the way, you have a lightsaber because God gave us a sword. He gave us a shield. And so there you go. That's part of the armor of light. Here we go, people. Right. Uh, that's Okay, this Bible verse here, 1 Corinthians 4, 5, it says, The Lord who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we pray that you loose, uh, loose your light in Jesus' name in me over my community, over my country, and over all the, the wicked doers here in Jesus' name. Loose that light to bring the hidden things of darkness. Now, that is a blessing for Christians like us. That is a blessing because then we get to see we might need to confess, we might need to repent, let God deliver us or whatever. It's a good thing. Where am I at here? Now, another thing here too. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Paul is, is preaching to the the super spiritual mega church of the day in the book of Corinthians. If you want to know what the church looks like today, just read first and second Corinthians there. Okay, but now look at this. Paul points out in Second Corinthians chapter four, verses three and four. It says, But if our gospel it is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. 
in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. He blinds their minds with darkness. Okay, now look at this. Why does he blind their minds? Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. They do not want the light shining on people. And there is a God of this world that's blinded their minds, which does not let them believe. So when you're witnessing, when you're street evangelizing, when you're praying for people or whatever, Father in heaven in Jesus' name, we just bind up the God of this world. Lord, we lose your light on him because obviously he hates it too, right? The God of this world does hate the light. What, what's that famous quote? The biggest thing the devil ever did was convince everybody he didn't exist. That's darkness, people. Some light needs to be shined on that. So praise the Lord. I'm hoping this is helping, like just with witnessing. And a great, uh, a great thing when we pray strategic deliverance in Jesus' name. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of life. Hallelujah. Amen. People, that is you. That's totally you. You are children of light. And boy, the more your light shines, the more the enemy wants to shut that down. Shanna could tell you stories. I could tell you stories. Our brothers and sisters that are in deliverance and going forward, fellow Christians, they can tell you stories. And this is what, this is what happens too. There are Christians and they'll get saved and they'll really, they'll, they'll really, They'll fight to have a close walk with God, and then something bad happens, right? And they go, oh, Lord, why have you forsaken me? How, how, could this, how could this happen? Because we have a spiritual enemy of this world, the God of this world, that is not happy that you're walking around as a bright light in his darkness, okay? It says here, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Uh, movie just came out yesterday, uh, Sound of Freedom. Expose that, you know, they expose. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Okay, I won't mention those because I don't want to blow up anybody's YouTube channel. But you, you've heard, you've heard the things they're doing in darkness. Okay, with kids. Okay, you know. I, a lot. I, I don't know what words I can really say, but yeah, all the stuff they harvest and everything else like that, it's shameful to speak about what the darkness does, does in secrets. But all, things that, but all things are exposed and are made manifest by the light, and that's why they hate it. And they hate it that bad. We're going to keep doing it. We're going we're gonna to keep loosing it. Okay? People, you, you are all the children of the light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night. And people, we are not of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. That's First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. Go into that one, folks. So anyway, yes, let us be sober. Let us be alert. Wow. I got to throw one last one in there. Here we go, folks. One last one. Here we go. In John 3.20, again, I want, to, I want to do this one. I've got some other ones, but John 3.20, for everyone practicing evil hates the light mm -hmm. and does not come to the light lest his deeds or her deeds should be exposed. So we lose the light, the truth, the exposure on all the works of darkness. Want to go forward, uh, Lord? They're, they're, we're blind by a way we, we don't know. Lord, we just pray and ask you to to guide us on unfamiliar paths, Father. And Lord, you say in Isaiah forty two sixteen, I will turn darkness into light before them. And so now, in Jesus' name, we just rebuke the darkness and we just loose the light of the Lord to go before us, the terror of the Lord to go before us, the hornets of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the terror of the Lord to go before us now in Jesus' mighty name, just like it did with the children of Israel and melt the hearts of the wicked in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Lord, we need your light as guidance. We need your light as discernment, Lord. There's plenty places in our life, Lord, where we're standing in the dark. I'm in the dark on that one. Boy, how do we do this? I, I'm in the dark about this one. Well, Father, we pray for your light. We pray for your wisdom, your discernment, your spirit of revelation and truth in Jesus' mighty name to work inside of us, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, 
we just pray that now in Jesus name I we lose the we we lose the light of God on all the darkest spots in the world now in Jesus name where they're trying to kill they're going to try to kill us all again they're going to try to do all this stuff Lord all all these even things right even Lord with Lord, with all the sex stuff going on right now, too, we loose the light of the Lord upon that in Jesus' name. And for their pride, let them have shame. Pride goes before the pride goes before the fall, and a haughty spirit before destruction. And so, Lord, we just loose that now in all the works of of, of the demons. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Wow, there we go. Amen, brother Elvis. <laughs> What would you like to title the message for today? Just say, uh, the light of the Lord uh, as a weapon of our warfare. The light of the Lord as a weapon of our warfare. Right. Okay, let me finish that. Of our warfare. Okay, fantastic. My friend, uh, tell people about your network uh, when you broadcast, how they can tune in, and how they can support your ministry. Amen. Thank you, Shannon. Well, everybody, like I've said a few times during the message, because it's there, and you just heard you heard portions of the last two messages that we've had. Uh, please join us if you uh, join us on Sundays. Now that's eleven thirty in the morning Central European time. That comes out to be about five thirty in the morning East Coast time on Sundays, and that's on the Elvis Newhart Network. Uh, the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube, and it's a church on a thousand hills. We do also, we broadcast also at uh, rumble.com. Uh, we're uh, just big E, big N, big N. We're on rumble.com. Uh, we, and we're kind of using that as a place to like uh, uh, emergency storage for our messages in case they delete stuff again. And we, we're also slowly but surely we're building up the message, messages we have on bitshoot.com. Okay? So praise the Lord. But hey, where are we at? We're still on YouTube by the grace of God, and that's we broadcast Sunday mornings, and we also broadcast Tuesday evenings on Tuesdays with Elvis, and that is 2 o'clock in the afternoon East Coast time. So come on by and be a lunchtime listener, and uh, come take part of that. Folks, we have a, tele- a really great Telegram group out there, a bunch of prayful people. That's You write it all together, Elvis Newhart Network on Telegram. Uh, you'll usually find me first. Uh, I'll make sure that you're a real person and not a bot, and we're going to get you right in there. We just had somebody join again today. Great group of praying, like-minded, believing Christians. Praise the Lord for that. So praise the Lord. And folks, if you'd like to support us, you can do that easiest way is through PayPal, PayPal dot, uh, paypal.me forward slash Elvis Newhart written all together. Now, uh, I'm assuming that uh, my name will appear somewhere on this broadcast, Newhart spelled N-E-U-H-A-R-D-T. But if you just go to the Elvis Newhart Network uh, on YouTube, you'll find all that message. Just click on one of the messages. All that information will be right there. And uh, praise the Lord. That's how you do all that. Looking forward to see you. Fantastic. Uh, Quick announcement, Brother Elvis. Um, yes. For those tuning in from Elvis Newhart Network or here at Omega Man, uh, you're here for the first time, what have you. Uh, here at Omega Man, we are on a new schedule. We're broadcasting now Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, usually about three to four hours. Monday through Friday, as I mentioned. And there's now two ways they can tune in live, Elvis. So if they go okay. to my website, omegamanradio.com, we've got, of course, MixLR, which we've been using for years. But we've got a new way uh, as a second option. It's called IceCast. And so there's a player built into my website, or you can get the direct link, and you can also listen to a stream of the program in the same quality as MixNLR. So you've got a backup option now. Also, Elvis, uh, we nuked all the archives worldwide. And I just totally rebuilt the whole network. I pulled everything under a new platform called Podbean. Podbean's working out pretty good. It's got an app. First time now you can have an app to pull these shows up or not. It's your option. And um, we've got two channels. So the channel we're on tonight is Omega Man. We're in season 13. So all the shows that we're doing now go up on the uh, Podbean archive there. But I've started a second podcast. It's called the Omega Man Reloaded. 
And essentially what we're doing is all the back catalog of 10,000 plus shows, starting with episode one, Brother Ellis, I'm going back through and I'm remastering them, releasing a couple per day with titles Mm -hmm. now. So everything's got a title where I won't upload it. Remastered. And uh, you can go back and it's like a brand new podcast. Most people have never heard these shows. So you can listen to the new stuff plus the back catalog. And then if there's something that you want right away, contact me and I'll go back and uh, grab that episode and put it back in. So we've got to rebuild the archive. But for the first time, really, um, I can tell you know who's tuning in from where because everything's running through just one system instead of multiple. And, of course, right. now you can also go back to using other apps like Amazon Music or Spotify or Apple, whatever. But they all feed through the, the Podbean hub. So that was crucial. Uh, we're saving a little bit of money doing that. Uh, streamline some things, more options now to listen than ever before. But final thing I want to mention is we're just podcasting only. We're not doing any other social media right now. No video, just straight podcast. Went back to the roots. And for that reason, I can talk about anything. COVID-19, election fraud, whatever. No censorship. And uh, feels liberating, of course, Got to build the right. network back up, but uh, one thing at a time. But uh, go to OmegaManRadio.com. Final thing I want to say is, are you familiar, Elvis, with Substack? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Folks, if you're not on my Substack, you can sign up. It's free. Anybody can start a Substack. It's OmegaMan.Substack.com. And uh, I was finding it becoming more difficult, Elvis, uh, to have one place where I could like uh, post a video or send an article out, you know, because I was getting, um, like many people, censored on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, MailChimp shut my account down some time back. And uh, so it was being di- becoming more and more difficult to have a platform that would just stay up and running. I could put a message out or a video on anything I want. Substack has answered all that. I've been testing with COVID-19 emails, everything. It works like a MailChimp or a constant contact so you get like an email blaster. Uh, you've got like your own blog, if you will. And you can send videos, post articles on anything. And they go out pretty instantly. So uh, a lot of people have made the jump, uh, including uh, some others that uh, become nefarious because they're breaking true stories, like the guy who broke the story on the Nord Stream pipeline being blown up by right. American Norway. So he's on there. His name is Sydney something. Anyway, check it out. If you want to get on my Substack, you can, and that's it, brother Elvis. Uh, God richly bless you. Everything else going okay over there in Germany? Yeah, we're hanging in there, getting through, and uh, planning, uh, planning, planning some of our fall schedules. Fantastic. So, thank you for coming on tonight. We'll see you next time, my friend. Yes, you were. God bless you, and we're gonna. Yeah, we'll hear from you soon. Thank you, sir. That was Elvis Newhart. Okay. Praise the Lord, everybody. We've got John Terrell coming up at the top of the hour. Um, let me save this program. In fact, here's what I'm going to do. I need to jump on a VPN. So I'm going to take the stream down for about two minutes. Let me make that switch, and then your players should come up, and uh, we'll continue. Sound good? Y'all stand by for the switch. <laughs> 